welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 795, wordlessly behind us. The other half of me feared she would refuse to speak with me at all. As I came over the rise, I saw her sitting on a wooden bench outside her door. She leaned against the rough stone wall of her house as if she were merely enjoying the afternoon sun. I drew a deep breath and let it out, feeling myself relax. But as I came closer, I saw her face. She was not smiling. Neither did she wear the impassive 8M mask. She watched me approach, her expression hangman grim. I spoke as soon as I came close enough. Vashet, I said earnestly. I'm still sitting. Vashet held up her hand, and I stopped speaking as quickly as if she had struck me across the mouth. Apology now is of little consequence, she said, her voice flat and chill as slate. Anything you say at this point cannot be trusted. You know I am well and truly angry, so you are in the grip of fear. This means I cannot trust any word you say as it comes from fear. You are clever and charming and a liar. I know you can bend the world with your words, so I will not listen. She shifted her position on the bench, then continued. Early on, I noticed a gentleness in you. It is a rare thing in one so young, and it was a large piece of what convinced me you were worth teaching. But as the days pass, I glimpse something else, some other face that is far from gentle. I have dismissed these as flickers of false light, thinking them the brags of a young man or the odd jokes of a barbarian. But today, as you spoke, it came to me that the gentleness was the mask, and this other half-seen face, this dark and ruthless thing, that is the true face hiding underneath. Vashet gave me a long look. There is something troubling inside you. Shaheen has seen it in your conversations. It is not a lack of the Lathani, but this makes my unease more, not less. That means there is something in you deeper than the Lathani, something the Lathani cannot mend. She met my eye. If this is the case, then I have been wrong to teach you. If you have been clever enough to show me a false face for so long, then you are a danger to more than just the school. If this is the case, then Kasaret is right, and you should be killed swiftly for the safety of everyone involved. Vashet came to her feet, moving as if she were very tired. This I have thought today, and I will continue to think for long hours tonight. Tomorrow I will have decided. Take this time to order your thoughts and make whatever preparations seem best to you. Then, without meeting my eyes, she turned and went into her house, closing the door silently behind her. That's the page. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jordana. I'm Nick. And, uh, (laughs) yeah, Vashet is finally taking a less than charitable read on Quoth, as we have done, or I have done, on this read. And she's, like, I think she is maybe the first character we've encountered to, like, have his number. You're charming and like fun and you're like easy to be around. And I think you're like generally an okay guy, but you're also a liar. And there's something deep inside you that is troubling to say the least that, that makes me concerned about what you might do. Yeah. There's something dark, something bloodthirsty, which we have encountered before, but never really, at least not in the narration that we've never really like addressed. I mean, we've seen it though. We see his, his, somewhat bloodthirsty nature when he's fighting at the like where where cinder is in the fort yeah that's what i mean but like we never really address like we never deep dive into it and say oh yeah quoth never looks at it twice she doesn't say anything about bloodthirsty she says there is a dark and ruthless thing inside you that is far from gentle and 
I think that it is important to note that you could read that in a lot of different ways. Like his relentless search for the Chandrian is that his trauma from and the way he kind of his personality has been formed by his trauma is that none of those necessarily make him a bloodthirsty killer or someone who is completely irresponsible. No, and I'm not saying he is. I think that Vashet now has to assess whether or not he is a bloodthirsty killer or whether that thing inside is something more benign. I think that's kind of what she's getting at. You've been manipulative this whole time. Are you manipulative because you've been like intentionally manipulating me to hide this fact that you are in fact the thing that that carcerate says you are? That you're a thief and you're selfish and you want to use this to bad ends? Or are you, you know, is that just like a flicker in you that we can train away? Or is that something that isn't as deadly as we're afraid it is? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. She's Because I think that it would make me think less of the whole Adem philosophy if they would simply think like, oh, this person like did a bad thing or like has some like bad thoughts. So they are bad forever and must be like outcast or exiled. I think that is a limiting and unwise philosophy. She, she says there's something in you deeper than the Lathani, something the Lathani cannot mend, the Lathani, which gives you power over all things, right? Like that's what they say about the Lathani. So if it's something that the Lathani cannot mend, what does that mean? I'm not asking for an answer. I think it's an okay. So I was like, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but that is the core struggle of Quoth, right? Like all the gentleness is nurture, and his nature is the flame, the thunder, the broken tree. His nature is to consume knowledge, right? Like even when he was a child before, you know, he was well socialized by his family, by the Rudd troop and by Ben and trained and sort of kept on a leash, but like, or not on a leash. That's, that's too much of a harsh metaphor, but you know, what is the nature of Quoth really? What is Quoth unmediated by all of these other things, by his pride in his, uh, his nature as a, a, a trooper and his, you know, kindness and the ethics that he wants to carry and exemplify. What is he at his core? And we see the mask off occasionally, and it is a little frightening. And I think that's what Vashet is talking about here. And I think that's what I at least have been trying to pick at at this read is like, what is on the inside of Quoth? And maybe that's what, maybe that's why Coat now denies Quoth. Maybe Quoth. Coat has decided that Quoth is, like Vashit is worried about here, is actually like a destructive, consumptive force and is better off locked away. Well, do we think Vashit's right entirely about him? Well, I don't think she's made up her mind either. She's just discovered this. It's, it's like if if we're going to Jordana's house and we like find a room full of human skin. We have to go like, okay, now... We shouldn't jump to conclusions because we know Jordana is is a sweet uh, and unassuming friend of ours and has been for a long time. Well, okay, fine. Let's just start with skin. We find some sort of like uh, cured leather room. Human skin. Human or uh, parchment uh, upon which is writ the dread book of the dead, the Necronomicon, Mm -hmm. uh, as transliterated by uh, Alazif, the Mad Arab. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is we would probably like take a moment and say, okay, 
we need to like rethink what we know about Jordana, but does this cancel out everything we that Jordan has said to us in the past and like has demonstrated to us in the past. This is obviously new information. And should we give Jordana a chance to like account for it? Yes, precisely. Your assessment of what in quoth is nature and what is nurture is a little different than mine. Well, I've, I, like I said, I've been more critical of him this read. I think that, you know, he needed his parents and he needed Ben to learn how not to be so... I've been using the word consumptive a lot because I'm thinking of the fire, but you know, I'm going back to him like learning sympathy and immediately trying to bind his breath to the air around him, which was, you know, potentially very destructive, not just to him, but like imagine if it had worked the way he hoped it would, he would have like blown all the air off the earth. <laughs> yeah, he's reckless, but like Yeah, fire isn't evil, it's just a force. It just is and does. But I think what Vashet is identifying is there's something in you that's evil, right? Well, no, she's she's no, no, she's just like I've identified the mask, and I need to figure out like what well, the but, mask is masking. Well, but but is she right that the? I guess I don't agree with her that the gentleness is the mask. Well, that's what she's concerned. Like I don't think she's made up her mind either, Jeremy. I think that she's like, oh, maybe I've been wrong, and maybe the gentleness, gentleness is the mask, and maybe. Uh, he's been manipulating us all this time. But I think she, again, like we are with Jordana and her abattoir room that we recently discovered, we were going to give her the benefit of the doubt. Um, The difference being that I don't know that Jordana has been like, I don't know that we have evidence that Jordana has been like intentionally stealing human skin. No, hiding the fact that you're stealing the human skin from us. Yeah. Like, you know, trying to get something out of us. I think it's just a relatively harmless habit that you do in your off time. Mm. Harmless to us, which is fine. (laughs) <laughs> the Who only knows? Thing you that could matters. be the next skin pages in my book. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the page is in Page of the Wind. Is. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I certainly hope that you're right, but it does. She does make it sound to Quoth like she is more certain than she might be, because she says she doesn't say it came to me that the gentleness might be the mask or that you might be lying. She says the gentleness was the mask, and this other dark and ruthless thing that's your true face that's what she says to him well she's still mad says if that's the case then i've been wrong to teach you so like and we know that she finishes teaching him so obviously that is not the case or that she has decided that it's not yeah like uh, spoilers by the way wow uh but we've all been here before (laughs) i mean but also like you know I am Quoth's defense attorney on this podcast. If Nick is is the one with the critical read, like imagine being told by your teacher. Let me be the judge. Uh, uh, possibly, <laughs> you are on the fence. Or the You're jury. supposedly a neutral arbiter, but like imagine be being told by your teacher. Who As of today, you've become judge, jury, and executioner. Imagine being told by your teacher, someone like your only at this point, like the closest relationship you have in this place, you have gone to like apologize. As far as you are concerned, you're apologizing earnestly. And before she even lets you get the words, I was like, actually, I think that you might be like irredeemably evil and this all might've been a mistake and I might have to kill you. So don't talk to me. Like imagine how awful you would feel. What does it say that she's telling him though, rather than just keeping this to herself and like avoiding him? Well, I think it says that she wants him to take it seriously she's like this might be the last time we have a conversation because the next time i see you i might just snap your neck like a chicken right and i guess she you know he came to apologize so he she feels like she has to 
be forthright about what her process is. And it's also, I think it's interesting that she says, anything you say can't be trusted because you are afraid and you know that I'm really angry at you. So I can't trust anything you say because you're going to, I think that you're going to try and manipulate me. You'll say whatever you need to. Yeah. I mean, I think that might even be true in a not on purpose way. Like, I feel like that's probably sort of a good policy in general. Because, like, even if someone doesn't mean to, they might unintentionally lie because they're afraid. Yeah, you shouldn't make decisions angry or under great emotional fear, certainly. This strikes me as, I don't know, common uh, wisdom, maybe, among the Adem, because I think that outside of this culture, you know, Quoth obviously feels like he's able to go off here and defend himself where she's like, no, no, I'm not going to listen to you. You're afraid. So nothing you say is worth anything to me. I don't know. This seems like a bit of another cultural gap. Maybe that's why she's explaining these things. Maybe this is stuff that an Adam would understand intrinsically. Well, I mean, the literal next thing she says is I can't trust anything you say because you're clever and charming and I might believe you. So I think oh. I don't think it has anything to do with the Adam. I think it's specifically about him. Why not both? Maybe this is something that is like not explicit, but is implicit in the Adam culture. Um, but she's making it, it, it explicit because it's especially uh, pertinent to Quoth as a person because he's very good at it. <laughs> Well, once again, Jordana finds the middle path. Uh, she's jammed the tines of the very pointy fence. The she fence is not pointy. <laughs> if it's not pointy, it's a wall, not a fence. It's a fence. I'm going to send you a picture of a, of a flat top fence and you will see. They're made of wood normally. And they have like those like slats that are like offset on the two sides. They're really lovely fences. People put them in their backyards. So they don't have to look at their neighbors. And listeners, we'll put a fence up so we don't have to look at you. Oh no! <laughs> that's what. Uh, that's why we have an, a podcast. Although we've we've done this. Uh, oh no! Right, we don't look at the the viewers. This is why we we yeah. Well, let's set up a live show and then we can look at our viewers. Finally, our viewers, listeners, uh, and here here is a letter from a listener through the Discord, which is the best way to get in touch with us these days, as Twitter has become an unusable morass that's right this is from user a taken who writes dear pagers three i admire your persistence through this journey i know it's not easy and at times it's downright hard but i gotta say i feel grateful towards you for sticking through it you don't owe us anything but it means a lot to me and i'm sure to many others listening i look forward to hearing a new episode every day as it is a highlight of every day anyway thanks and best wishes signed matt lovely yeah what a sweet letter thank you thank you very much what a lovely letter to end such a such a sad page on such a grim episode (laughs) we needed we needed that pick me up because the page was so upsetting you're just trying to distract us from our upsetting discovery that we made about you today jordana you made that up you see jordana we we can't trust anything you say because we know that you're frightened right now and i'm i'm concerned that i might believe you we will talk more about Jordana's collection of human skin on tomorrow's page of The Wind.